the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Yes, it is. And welcome back. Monday, August 30th, 2021. Only portions of this show that are pre-recorded are audio clips. Pre-recorded being a funny word in and of itself, as my producer likes to point out, Bill, right? There's no other kind of recording. (laughs) But in any event, I um, hope you all had a good weekend. A lot to talk about today. A lot. Reading, start here, a story about the leadership of the Taliban requesting representation in the United Nations. After all, why would they not? They've negotiated with the biggest of the biggies, haven't they? The United States. It put me in mind of a column I would like to read to you. More than a month ago, I said a curtain of silence was falling over Afghanistan and the region as the conquering Islamists were establishing their rule. At the time, I predicted that one day sound would filter through that curtain of silence. We would learn piece by piece the story of what had happened to people whose only sin was a yearning for freedom or human dignity or to help the United States establish a little of both. That time has come when the wind blows in from the West across the Pacific. One has the feeling that it carries the sound of soft moaning, such as we once heard when an east wind blew across Dachau and Belsen and Auschwitz. Perhaps one day we'll add other names to those symbols of horror. Maybe names easier to pronounce, maybe names more difficult. Already, there is a fight over names. The Taliban used the name re-education camp. Their opponents call where they put them concentration camps. Just as in the earlier time, the horror story is beginning to come to us piece by piece from escapees, refugees whose loved ones have disappeared into the camps, and now and then a journalist. It's still far from complete, but somewhere between 200 and 300,000 allies of the United States are being purified in re-education camps. The picture is one of inhumanly hard labor, starvation, disease, little or no medical care, and of course there is stern discipline we call torture for short. Refugees are familiar with what the torture might be. There is, for example, kneeling on a hard surface until it becomes agony, also being beaten while you are kneeling, some placed in metal boxes probably ones we left behind. They are cargo containers. 
The idea is that with the prisoner in the sealed cargo container or metal box, his captors beat on the sides with clubs until the din for the man inside becomes excruciating. One former army captain once said, after undergoing this torture, it can drive a man insane. In the line of work, there is clearing minefields in which many die, but then what's a life if a mine is eliminated? A job reserved for soft city dwellers or people of some education is making fertilizer by mixing soil and human, human excrement with bare hands. This can be fatal, too, because no soap is provided for washing, and you must eat with your bare hands. Dysentery is widespread and already showing fatality. The Taliban wants admission to the United Nations. Will we veto that request, having negotiated with them? Now officials from the Taliban say the only thing stopping them will be the United States. If they fail, they'll try again. I'm confident they'll be admitted. I hope I'm wrong. Thanks for listening. Before the man said thanks for listening, he said this is Ronald Reagan. And no, he wasn't talking about the Taliban at all. I changed that. He was talking about the North Vietnamese. And no, this wasn't really last week. It was right after the fall of Saigon. Can we put to bed finally and forever the notion of never again? It's eerie to me how you can just replace those phraseologies of North Korea and the Taliban and the losses that came. The mantra you hear today all over the place with our final incomplete. No, that's wrong. Sorry. The noises you hear today with the completion of our efforts to withdraw from Afghanistan, which was announced today. Going to be a lot of news stories, but the line you keep hearing is the war is finally over, or the longest war in American history is over. Is it? Is it? Was it over when we left Iraq after the first Gulf War? We were ebullient with having done to the third most aggressive army in the world what Israel did in the Six-Day War. We were pounding ourselves on our backs. We had overcome Vietnam Syndrome. That was 1991. We have reinstantiated Vietnam Syndrome. We have lost the lessons of 1975. We have lost the lessons of 1991. And we are reengaging in what might be called our third or fourth failed Jurassic Park. We are so much like the Mad Doctor when all we're looking for are a few Jeff Goldblums. Longest war is not over. The longest war that we have fought in may never be over. May never be over. The notion of the bumper sticker coexist 
has always served to me as a pretty good reminder of the folly and foolishness of the foreign policy establishment, just as it shows me the folly and foolishness of Americans who don't read. On that bumper, you can remove one of the insignias. You can easily remove one of the insignias and just make your own bumper sticker with it because it's the one religion that needs to be taught how to coexist. No thank you. We are, the rest of us, Buddhists, Jews, Christians, Mormons, you name it, we're coexisting quite fine, thank you. When Thomas Jefferson, a smart man, can we agree on that? At least that? When he wrote to John Adams a copy and draft of a Prussian treaty to solve our battles with the Algerians, the first of the Barbary pirates, the Moors, the Muslims, John Adams warned Thomas Jefferson. And can we agree John Adams was a pretty smart guy, too? Maybe even a letter a little smarter. He writes this in a letter from London dated July 31st, 1786. If our states could be brought to agree, I will resolve that we will be fighting an eternal war. In such a case, we ought to conduct the war with vigor so as to protect our trade and people. A war might even raise the spirits and courage of our countrymen in the immediate term. And we might obtain the glory of finally breaking up this nest of bandits. But we probably ought not fight them at all unless we are determined to fight them forever. Fight them forever. Do you really think America fleeing with its tail between its legs just as bin Laden said we would? Just as bin Laden said we would? Do you really think this longest of wars is over? Or do you think the battlefield might just look a little different when it comes to geography? Have we, have we, have we had quite enough of fighting them over there? And do you think they've had quite enough of fighting us over here? That's the question we have to wrestle with, and I have a lot more to say about that. We'll be right back. Welcome back to the Seth Liebson Show, portions of which are brought to you by Trades Unlimited. Go to Trades Unlimited for any and all of your roofing needs, installation, repair, replacement, you name it. Maybe for some of you, it's time to consider a foam roof. For those who have a flat roof, the benefits of a foam roof are insulation from the atrocious heat, help silencing the noise, and of course, water leak proofing. If you already have a foam roof that's five years old, it's time to have it inspected and recoded. The brutal Arizona sun beats on it, and the coating starts to get little bubbles or holes. That's disintegration. 
before the leaks begin, give Trades Unlimited a call at 480-483-1775. For a foam roof or any kind of roof, a replacement or repair, go to TradesUnlimited.com. That's TradesUnlimited.com. Tim's in Mesa. Hi, Tim. Hey, Seth. I want to make the point. We used to hear this saying, we fight them over there yeah. so we don't have to fight them here. Yeah. And I, I, from the time Trump announced that we're going to pull out of Afghanistan, I always thought, bad idea. We need to keep three to 4,000 troops there, keep the air base of Bagram going, uh, not to nation build or change their culture or make them more woke, but just to kill bad guys. That's it. And make sure that the bad guys, the ISIS guys, stayed in that prison. Um, I, I just think, you know, we all hate paying for insurance. Uh, if we lose 20 lives a year, 30 lives a year doing this, that's an insurance that we have to pay to, to tamp down terrorism. D- Tim, what, what, am I, uh, what am I picking up from you that you said there are accept- acceptable casualties you're willing to, to, to absorb? Yes. So as yes. not to be in Afghanistan? Ex- ex- well, we have, to, we have to stay there, Seth. We, have, we should have stayed. We should have kept three or four thousand there at the airbase, kept the airbase open and uh, just to kill bad guys, not to nation build, not to change their culture. But uh, it's a necessary evil that we have to. Well, 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 my question is this, though. My question is this. I think we're probably in close agreement with the exception of accepting casualties or deaths or terrorism because we had some twenty five hundred Americans there. Yes. From May yes. until about a week ago, two weeks ago, and it was exactly. doing just fine, wasn't yes. it? Now, part of that, it was part of that was because we cut a deal with the Taliban about eighteen months ago, and uh, so deaths of our soldiers went down to zero. Uh, in two thousand nineteen, I think there were twenty two total uh, troop deaths in Afghanistan. Twenty, you know, any death is bad there of our troops, but. We, we've got to we've got to stay there. We've got to fight them. We've got to kill the bad well, guys. Pete, there. Well, yeah, and it's not it's just twenty five hundred troops. As I've talked to the people that uh, are on the ground uh, that have been on the ground there, they're not there now. What have I? What I've come to understand, Tim, is much like the troops Donald Trump did withdraw out of Syria. They are multiplier forces. The effect of twenty five hundred troops is far greater than the effect of twenty five hundred troops. Right. No, it backs right. up, it trains, and it gives confidence and support to the Allied Army, right. which didn't disintegrate right. until we left. Seth, I was never against pulling out of Afghanistan. I, I was always... I sure, mean, sure, sure. I, I Right. No, I'm with yeah. you, Tim. But what does a pullout yeah, mean? Does it mean zero? Or does it mean maybe fifteen to 2,500? Yeah. Would you have yeah, been? Let I, me I, let I, me try it, it this way. In other words, would yes, you have yes. been okay if we just left it at you know two thousand troops, you know, and and sure. just just as we have actually thousands in other other zones we've we fought wars in that wars have long ended. Japan, for example, no one no one thinks of us as a, as at war or, or taking combat fatalities in Japan, right? Absolutely. You know, the Afghan soldiers were fighting. Because they knew we were there. That's right, they, because they we had we, troops there. That's right. We had their back. That's right. We had their back. But as soon as we left, that was it. As, as soon as we left, down. everything changed. The president yes. left. Yes. <laughs> the president of yes. Afghanistan left. Yes. The army we, left. We should have stayed. For those that don't think America means something or has power, just look at 
how quickly the vacuum came when we left. And while nature may pour a vacuum, terrorists love one. And this is something fundamentally of no concern to Joe Biden. We're going to pay for this, Jeff. I don't want us to engage. Yes, we are. I appreciate what you said, Tim. We, we, I, thank you for it. Nor, nor should we engage in a fiction that merely because we have fought them over there, we won't be fighting them over here. They attacked us over here. The Bush doctrine was to fight them wherever they were. In an ideal world, you fight them over there. But the question for this government and really for any American government is are you willing to do what it takes to fight them here too and by that I don't mean soldiers in streets I certainly don't I mean taking seriously the notion that there is a political religious ideology hell bent on our death and destruction which has active and sleeper cells in America And that when the government says, if you see something, say something, that the government will protect you for saying that something rather than indict you for being a bigot. Are we willing to have that fight here? Are we? Because I'm telling you, successive Democratic administrations have told us we are not. If we are, and all that fight means is calling an 800 or an 888 number, ideally anonymously... Fort Hood wouldn't have happened. Fort Hood wouldn't have happened if we took that seriously. You know what else wouldn't have happened? You know what else wouldn't have happened? The Orlando nightclub shooting. 50 people dead. That wouldn't have happened. You know what else wouldn't have happened? 130 people killed in Paris. Or 14 killed in San Bernardino. Or Chattanooga. Or Garland, Texas. Or bombs in New York. Or New Jersey. Or Ohio. For when we do try to fight them here, we are condemned as Islamophobe. We are condemned as white supremacists and Islamophobes. Americans are willing to fight. Americans, whether in uniform or not, in service to the military or not, are willing to roll up their sleeves and do what they need to do to protect their country and their communities and their families. They want to be told what to do, or at least instructed by a commander-in-chief who has their best interests at heart. Stay tuned this hour. I want to show you a contrast in commanders-in-chief who get it and commanders-in-chief that don't. Stay with me. It's going to be mighty eye-opening and not a little sad. I'm Seth Liebson. We'll be right back. Welcome back to the Seth Liebson Show. 34 past the hour brings us John Dombrowski with his culture and economy update from 
the mothership of Grand Canyon Planning Associates, the company he is the president of and founder of. GrandCanyonPlanning.com is the website. His radio show right here, 7 a.m. on 960 a.m., The Word on Wealth. Hi, John. Hello there. Happy Monday. Happy Monday. How are you? Fantastic. Lots going on out there. A lot going on. Uh, one of the interesting things that uh, that that I saw going on, and I was wondering if this was going to happen, John, yes. is certain industries that uh, that that we hadn't heard of, or companies whose names we hadn't heard of, that almost became part of the lexicon last year, are suffering a little of a sudden. Things like Zoom. <laughs> I was wondering if that would happen. I would want. I was wondering if the more people went to work, some of these companies might take it in the pants a little bit. But uh, well, you know, they had some of these companies had such a run up. Yeah. You take Zoom as an example. Yeah. You take some of the um, companies that uh, replace cable television. You know, Roku and some of these others out there that just were up. You know, five six hundred percent over the last year. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, I mean. On, you're certainly, uh, it's not unreasonable to expect that as we start to get back to work and people aren't working from home that these companies would begin to see a bit of a slowdown. But what it did for a lot of these companies, Seth, and I think this has to be taken into account, because of the price of these companies, the value of their stock price to be so high in the value of these companies, a lot of these companies took some of that money, sold off some of their stock and were able to use that money or leverage their ownership in the company to be able to purchase other uh, companies to either, you know, build value within their own company or also to bring more uh, opportunity to the company. So, you know, by having that much value and appreciation in your company, it gives you some flexibility and ability to plan and grow in other areas, even if this does begin to slow down. Yeah, fine. Yeah, sure. And then, of course, there's also this thing called diversification, right? Exactly, and that's what I'm talking <laughs> yeah, about. Yeah, yeah, exactly, right. from the wholesale as well as the retail angle. Sure. Homebuyers, kind of interesting yeah. summer info uh-huh. on this, right? Yes, yes. Tell now, me about it. Resale homebuyers, not new home sales, uh, dropped slightly about 1.8% uh, from July, I'm sorry, from June to July. Uh, across the country, but it's, there's a little bit more depth with t- with this article. Talks about the uh, overall average um, sales falling in certain areas, and it is really regional. Mm-hmm. Uh, Arizona, the Southwest, still a, a very strong market, and in this report talks about how multiple offers aren't as you know popular any longer, but you're seeing still strong home sales. But I had a friend of mine just recently put his home up on the market. They had an open house on a Friday and a Saturday, and they were accepting offers on a Sunday. They had multiple offers, uh, well over 10% of what he was asking for the property, and uh, sold the property literally in the day. Or, you know, they had contracts in a day or two. So uh, the market is still hot, but you know, one of the things for us to think about, Seth, and we could touch on this, you know, briefly now or even tomorrow, sure. is, is that the eviction uh, notice, right? The eviction. Well, let's talk. Yeah, no, go ahead if you want, because the Supreme Court has now weighed in, right? That's right. Yeah. The Supreme Court actually did uh, bring down a, a decision on this, basically saying that uh, the national eviction ban has been struck down. Yeah. And what's interesting here is is that, Seth, the CDC is basically what was, was 
trying to mandate this. That's right. It came out of there. Right. Yes. It it was promulgated from there. Yeah. Yeah. What does the CDC have to do when it comes to banking or uh, mortgages and regulating the financial industry? This is insane. Now, I am certainly understanding that a lot of people need this money, and they. But there's forty-five or fifty billion dollars that was put aside to help individuals who really need this. I think there are people that absolutely need the help, but there are other people out there that I believe are taking advantage of this as well. Nicely sta- say, stated, John, and you covered a, yeah. a, a big swath. As, as By you the way, the do. S&P 500, an all-time high again today. So, Yeah, in a word, in a word, what's that about? Well, I mean, it just still tells us that corporate uh, profits are good. Uh, companies are managing through the risk of this uh, the dilemma we're seeing the pandemic. So good, thank you, JD. You bet. Securities and advisory services are with the Client One Securities LLC, a member of Finrin Syndicate, an investment advisor, Grand King and Pony Associates LLC, and Client One Securities LLC are not affiliated. Thank you, Seth. John Dombrowski, you're the best. We'll talk to thank you tomorrow. Bye bye. Bless you. Welcome back to the Seth Liebson Show. Doug is in Maricopa. Hello, Doug. Hi, Seth. How Another are you? Great show. Thank you, pal. How are uh, you? I'm doing excellent. And uh, you sound great, so I'm going to assume you're doing great. I'm doing just fine, but I'm very, very worried about my country in a way I've never been. Yeah. People tell yeah. me they were worried in 68. In a way, right. they'd never been. I'm wondering, for those that were of adult mind then, if this is better or worse than 68. Um, I was alive in 68, and this is far worse. That's what my sense is, yeah, because yeah. we're fighting about this, everything this is, now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And um, I had a couple things to talk about on that side of it. But I wanted to add a slightly different bend uh, to the Afghan discussion, if I might, Surely. first. Sure. Okay. I think that um, it's. I agree with the fact that we we shouldn't have left. As I said, um, when you had um, some fill-in hosts, our some of our favorite, the father-son team, um, they. I brought up the fact that uh, the enemy has a lot to say with uh, whether we should leave or not. It's not what we want. It's what is and what that what is demands and as far as you know terrorists goes and uh, everything you said is true we'll continue to fight we've given up and lost a lot there but i think even bigger than that by a factor of many times in my personal opinion is china because china is our biggest enemy one of the biggest military buildup in world history no very few people seem to be aware. Very few people are upset about it. You live to talk to conservatives. So what if we ship our jobs over there? So what if we ship trillions of dollars? And so what if they use that trillions of dollars to fund radical leftists in our university? And so what if they take those trillions of dollars and do the world's largest arms buildup ever known to man to be used against us? It doesn't matter. So we're pretty oblivious. But one of the other things is, is that they're looking very astutely. They actually believe in power and want to use power to win. And they know what they want to win, and that's domination. 
And uh, there's a great book written in the 90s by two Chinese colonels, uh, communist colonels, that, uh, you know, it's called Total Warfare, and it talks about how they're going to beat us. And they're right on course. I think you've told me about this book before, yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, it's good. And it's frightening. It's frightening because we are so weak. And and that's why in the last year and a half I've called less because really I only want to call and rag on the right because we do not believe. We profess freedom, but we don't want to fight for it. You know, it's like it's not the left I fear; it's the it's the lackadaisical ability to fight on the right. There you go. But the whole it's point not is not the left I fear; it's the lackadaisical right that won't stop. Yep. Them. Thank you. That's it. Yep. That's it. And so, but China knows what it wants, and what it needs is a land bridge. Afghan borders China. That is a land bridge to all of that area. And they're already talking about moving in and setting up billion, uh, business deals. There's trillions of dollars of rare minerals to be mined in there. And, of course, the liberals wouldn't let us do it because that's using some people. So the communists will go in there and they'll give them plenty of benefits from those trillions of dollars. But extract the rare minerals, they will. And they will do it with effectiveness, and they're going to do it to build their wealth, their strength, and so they can build up their offensive space pro- military space program and their sea space, uh, military program. They're serious. And we've given them, forget about the terrorists, that's serious. But if you think that is serious, you should be horrified of what we just handed our world's number one enemy. I agree. And I don't know, Doug, what China's interests are. Certainly there's a mineral issue. Certainly there's what you talked about regarding the land bridge. And I'll talk to Brandon on air with all of us about this very series of points you're making. I just I just, so I, I, I don't know where China goes from here, nor do I know really the strategic thinking. But I will say one thing I know, one thing I know, is the U.S. is willing to have this kind of defeat on the record before the world. China never would be. China never would be. If China, I don't know what the hypothetical is. If China made an incursion into Taiwan and Taiwan dumped its uh, Buddhism and Taoism and all the rest and found some kind of kamikaze ethic and, you know, engaged in the most kind of militant individual activity, perhaps even terrorism against the Chinese, and they turn tail and run. It just wouldn't ha- – Taiwan. China would never do that. They know what yeah. their reputation yeah. on the world stage means. They wouldn't, yeah. Yeah. They wouldn't self-flagellate, and they wouldn't self-immolate. No, no. And here's the other thing. Part of what we have to realize, Afghanistan, aside from the rare minerals, it, you build political power there with money, okay – but it's the closeness to um, Iran, yeah, and Pakistan, yeah. And, and no, Pakistan these are these are these are some power. these are all the arguments that was made by and on behalf and about the Soviet Union in '79, right? Yeah, yeah. Oh, oh yeah. well, no, it just uh, and I remember the defenders of the Soviet Union. Well, it made eminent reasonable sense for them to do this. Okay. Okay, right. Yeah. How I many mean, people we, will be saying that about the Chinese? Probably all the same people that said it about the Soviet Union. Sure. We, we can't it. be there. We shan't. 
but the Soviets or the Russian or the Chinese uh, Communist Party can. That's that's another yeah. element to this. There's a lot of there's a lot of layers to this onion. Oh, it, there is because because the left hates America because it is not left enough. Uh, remember what I said, I said a year or so ago, and uh, you said you're going to write it down, but I forget the exact quote I did, but basically that capitalism can never succeed enough because it is never perfect. Right. But it can never, no matter how great its success, it can never succeed enough to ever be okay and validated by the left. Right. And the left in communism, socialism, can never fail enough and kill enough to ever fall out of favor with the left. I, I did write it down. I don't know where yeah. I put it. I remember you saying it, and I love it. And I'm going to do my yeah. best to re, 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 restate it again and again and again. That's right, Doug. Well, well down. Yeah, and so we have to realize this. We, it is a sin for the U.S. to go in and have, through free market and free people, um, try to benefit in Africa financially with their minerals, but we're fine turning it over to the most brutal regime if in world history. And I mean in world history. I don't say that easily, because if you put Hitler and um, 15 million and you put Stalin's 33 million or so, that doesn't come close to what the communist Chinese have killed. Right. And Alone. and so we're fine All with the, the name most of simple agrarian land history. reform. Just simple... Agrarian yep. land reform, the left assured us, is all that was. That's it. Land reform That's it. where people were buried in it. Thank you, Doug. I'm Seth. i got to run. I'll be right back. Welcome back to the Seth Liebson Show. Dave's in Phoenix. Hi, Dave. Hi there. How are you? I'm well. How are you? Pretty good. Um, I served in the Army. I was in uh, Afghanistan in 2010, 2011. I uh, went through uh, the Pashto language school and uh, uh, cultural school uh, that the Army was offering. And um, I think a lot of people are um, uh, mixing up the Taliban with other radical groups. Okay. Um, the Taliban's view is not global. It's uh, regional. Mm-hmm. And um, they... They aligned with Al-Qaeda uh, before 9-11 mm-hmm. because they needed to use Al-Qaeda to help them defeat the Northern Alliance. Right. And Shah I don't know Masood if you know, and but, that group, right? Mm-hmm. Yes. And I don't know if you know, but uh, Al-Qaeda assassinated him the day before I do, 9-11. I do know that. I, I talk an awful okay. lot about it. You bet. Yep. So that put them in a pickle because um, they have Pashtun Wali. Uh, which is their um, ethics that predate Islam. And then they also have uh, the Islamic bond to um, other uh, Muslims. Sure, sure. So so they were, they did not give up Al-Qaeda because of the cultural and religious reasons. It would be very similar to, like, France not extricating somebody to us because we have the death penalty. And... So we'd have to see how it plays out. They're definitely not candy stripers. But I don't think they want to make that same mistake again. And so far, I think the biggest mistake they've made this time around is they let out all the prisoners 
and they'll probably regret that because they probably wanted to create chaos, and then they realized they didn't have to create that much chaos um, to topple uh, the government. And um, the other thing is that I believe that they are when it most comes like- to when it comes to antagonism towards Shiites or women or Christians. Where do the Taliban and Al Qaeda differ? The Taliban would prefer that you left. They would prefer. Um, for the Christians, at least. They would, they would and, prefer. Uh, and the other Muslims. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Um, as a matter of fact, they they definitely did not want any attacks going on against us while we were pulling out, because the last thing they wanted was for us to stay. Listen, Dave, I've got to take yeah. a, a hard break here, but my gosh, okay. thank you. Thank you tremendously, obviously, for your service. Um, I can't thank you enough for that. Uh, the nation thanks you for that. The free free world thanks you for that and for your call. I appreciate it. The great Brandon Weicker coming right up. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com. <laughs> 